I'm Danica Juarez. And I'm Jan James. And this is How's It Hold Up? Hi, I'm Danica. And I'm Jan. And I'm Valerie. And today we watched the Mulan 2020 remake that came out today. We're recording the same day. Yes. I've been waiting to see when this one would finally come out because, you know, COVID has changed this year so much, but we've finally seen it. Yes. Who wants to do a spoiler-free plot synopsis? I did the uh, animated, so I shouldn't. I will refrain from doing this. Okay, I'll I'm, I'll I'll go for it. It's basically the same sort of thing as the original Mulan. There's a girl who lives with her family, isn't quite living up to the standards that they want her to to meet um, for what a girl should be like. And then one day the army comes in and is saying that one man from every family needs to join the army to fight off some. Um, invaders from the north and her dad is injured because he fought in the last war but he's the only man in the family so he volunteers and to protect him she ends up sneaking away in the night to go join the army pretending to be a man yeah it basically follows that basic thing and she then she tries to save the day and stay alive and that sort of thing Mm -hmm. the differences in this one mostly involve the introduction of the concept of chi And that Mulan has it, but only men are supposed to really use it, at least for fighting or maybe at all. It seems like it's only for fighting. Mm -hmm. So she's not really supposed to be using that, but she is naturally gifted at that. And then there's also, instead of just the one villain figurehead, there are two, the leader guy and a witch lady who... It's kind of a dark reflection of Mulan in that she is also good at using chi, but she was kicked out of society and stuff like that. So she's joined with the evil guys because her hope is that they overthrow this society and create a new society where she isn't an outcast. So what, without getting into spoilers or excessive details or anything, because that will come after our little ad break. What did we think of this? Do we think we would recommend it? I loved it. I fell in love with it and I would absolutely recommend it. I coming into like the, a remake uh we've seen how many like three so far yeah we've seen a cinderella few. aladdin and dumbo yeah and so i was thinking about it and it's like i want to be entertained without like feeling interrupted by lots of callbacks to things and i think i generally was entertained so yeah i would recommend it yeah um i would recommend it of the This is the fourth Disney remake that we've watched, not the fourth made, goodness no, Mm -mm. but the fourth one we've watched for this show. And um, Cinderella was enjoyable, Aladdin was bad, and Dumbo was somehow worse and made me retroactively like Aladdin more. This is definitely above the latter two. This is definitely above Aladdin and Dumbo. I think conversation will let me decide where I think it lies in relation to Cinderella. I don't think it's as good as the original Mulan, but I also went into it not expecting it to be, just wanting to see what it was on its own merits. I think it's a pretty entertaining movie on its own merits, and I think I would recommend it, barring you boycotting it for moral reasons, as will be talked about later. Um, But barring that sort of thing, um, yeah, I think I'd recommend it. 
I think for me, the biggest things going into this movie that I was, that made me apprehensive is in remakes, I don't like the the original character as much and what the essence of the protagonist, and especially if it's a female lead, like in Mulan, like in um, Aladdin with Jasmine, I was worried that I wasn't going to like Mulan as much and that they were going to destroy the the essence of her character and the things that made me like her so much, as well as the dynamics she had with her father and family. And I was not disappointed because I feel like those were there. And so she was still a very compelling character to me. I think we can all agree that this film didn't suffer from a lack of Mushu. No, it did not. It did not. Or any kind of like animal sidekick per se. Well, we'll talk about it, but... Yeah, Mushu wasn't in this, and I mean, I don't, I don't hate on Mushu. Mushu's fine in the original, but I don't think that this movie is less for not having him. So correct, correct. Yes. Let's get specific. Before we actually get into a bunch of specifics, I have some fun facts to share. And the first one is hilarious because in April 2020, it was announced that a Mulan sequel's in development with Chris Bender, Jason T. Reed, and Jake Weiner returning as producers. So before it even actually released, they were like, yeah, we're going to do a sequel. Oh, wow. So we'll see how that evolves. Okay. Okay. Um, Plans for a live action remake of Mulan began in 2010 but the project ended up being stalled in development hell. Um, and in March 2015, a new attempt was announced and eventually hired Nikki Caro um, to direct it in February of 2017. With a production budget of $200 million, this is the most expensive film ever made by a female director, mm. um, which is... Sad. Um, Disney originally sought an Asian director and first considered Ang Lee, Taiwanese film director and two-time Academy Award winner for Best Director, but he wasn't able to do it because of other commitments. Next, they met with Zhang Wen for the position, um, and he wasn't available either. So finally, in February, they got Nikki Caro signed on. It made Mulan the second Disney film with a female director and a budget over $100 million following A Wrinkle in Time. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I'll stop there and I can bring other ones in later. So sure. this works a little bit differently since it's not an animated movie. Um, but we will first, first I want to give a, a blanket. We're not going to do spoiler alerts in the same way that we usually do in our past episodes. I will give a spoiler alert, but not a skip to time. So, so basically we will talk and avoid any, any big spoilers up until a certain point. And then we will be free to talk about the spoilers. But at that point, you either tune out or you're okay listening to the spoilers. So our first specific that I want to get into is the idea of, was this really necessary? Was this particular movie being remade a particularly dated one or one that was really worthy or calling for the remake treatment, um, such as we've we've talked about Dumbo was definitely of an old and very flawed and problematic movie, which lends itself more to being made better in a remake. It wasn't, <laughs> but yes. Do we feel like the original Mulan was a movie that was really calling to be remade in some way? How do we how do we feel about the prospect of remaking that original? I don't think the original Mulan was problematic and in that sense needed a remake. I think what we one thing that we discuss when we say remakes, does it bring something new, different? 
And I I do feel like this did. Which we'll get into the specifics of that in the next section. But yes, it definitely, unlike some of the remakes, a lot of which we haven't actually seen yet, that are just kind of exactly mimicking, this one definitely feels like it's going for a different take, which made the prospect of it more intriguing. I personally don't feel like the original Mulan was something that was flawed in such a way that it really begged for a remake treatment. But once I saw the original trailer for this, I was intrigued because it seemed to be more focused on the battle aspect and, and on being a little more faithful to the original to some degree. It had aspects of it that made me more intrigued than a lot of the other Disney sequels. I think that with this particular one, it coming from uh, another culture that a remake that was more faithful to its source material and acknowledges the culture more, like you mentioned in the original Mulan, the animated one, that they stayed away from Buddhist practices for dumb reasons, but, but something that integrated more with the culture and acknowledged where it came from more would, would be nice. It was, you know, the animated one was so good, but doing more for where it came from or from where it came from, I think, would would be an argument for a remake to me. For me, and I don't know if you all will will end up agreeing with this or not, but I felt like in so much of media and so many stories, a protagonist, if it's going to be a woman, has to be cliche, like is if they empower a woman so many times, then the end or the pinnacle is just going to be that she's made herself attractive to a mate. And I really liked this portrayal because I don't feel like that was the focus of the movie. And I guess I feel like her heroic journey was not undone at the end is how I feel. Let's let's start getting into some specifics of of how this actually ended up deferring rather than just what the trailer insinuated. We'll, we can get more into judgment calls on those differences later, but right now let's kind of objectively talk about some of the things that are, are definitely new or drastically changed here. Um, one of the biggest changes to me that rippled throughout the whole movie was, was interesting in that in a way it's sort of a superhero movie now because they go to great lengths to show that Mulan was already impressive as a child which which basically means that once we get to her training in the camp it's not necessarily about her training to become better so much as her overcoming the fact that she wants to hide that she's already good which is not necessarily bad but it's certainly different we don't have, you know, the iconic scene where she has to climb up the pole and like that sh- showing like a strength of her getting actually stronger and inspiring the rest because that's not there. There's sort of there's sort of an analogous scene, but we don't have that scene. And because her journey isn't that, which is di- it's different. It's not necessarily bad, but it makes for a very different tonal aspect to the movie. I disagree just slightly because my take was that, yes, she was a gifted young lady, but still young in her, before she became an adolescent, she was told and had that big talk with her father where she was going to suppress that. So even though I saw her as a young woman 
before she went and volunteered, you know, to take her father's place riding a horse, I didn't see her, for example, practicing all kinds of of things that would make her a good warrior. So I, and then I feel like when she went and trained, that she started honing that and she was still suppressing, before she went into a fight, she was still then suppressing though that innate power that she was gifted with that she right but it had the scene early on where she's a child and is not suppressing it chasing a chicken and does impressive things like she didn't seem like it need like she needed it did show her in a field like doing some training moves so she was obviously like doing some stuff for herself but she was already gifted as a child rather than needing to learn and become strong later it was more learning to overcome stuff in her head rather than actual actually physically getting stronger and again no value judgments being made anyways we can talk about how we feel like that is a plus or a a minus or a negative or the same or whatever later but i will say that it did feel to me that it shifted from emphasizing or acknowledging her cunning from the animated film to more physical prowess in this remake. That's what it felt like to me. But don't you also think that the water scene where they kept having to carry the two waters and and go up all those stairs also showed her having to get physically stronger because she was still struggling with that? It seems like the point at which she starts being good at carrying that is after she has decided she needs to use her chi. We can get more into it later, but like that, okay. her becoming proficient at carrying the water comes immediately after a scene where she gets it, like, you needed to use your chi more, basically. Mm. So other big differences is some of the characters. For one, Shang Li from the original has now been split into two different characters. The commander, uh, was he commander tongue? I forget what exactly what his rank Cap- was, um, but... Um, Captain? Wasn't it Captain? Maybe I'm I'm not sure. I have it on another page. Um, but Tung, he was the actual commander um, who who led everyone. And then we have a recruit, just another yeah, another recruit, Hong Hui, who it, it serves the purpose of the love interest angle for the movie. Um, so instead of her having a romantic thing with her superior, it becomes her having a romantic thing with a, a fellow soldier, and them having. A little bit of a rivalry, friendship sort of thing going on. Because of the the Me Too movement, they wanted to distance themselves from that sort of thing. That's one of our controversies that we'll discuss later. Um, the more minor one. The f- distance themselves from her having a like maybe a relationship with with a superior who the power dynamics which sure okay i i i liked both of those characters yeah Mm -hmm. Um, yes i did too i don't know if i liked either of those characters as much as shang li but i did like both of those characters and we can we can discuss more about the liking later but yes that's different we also do not have Mushu. Instead, we have the Phoenix, which is like their family guardian who doesn't talk but appears in a few scenes to kind of lead the way or encourage Mulan. We also have Cricky. The Cricket is not in this movie, but a recruit named Cricket is in this movie. <laughs> yes. And for one, I don't think any of us, besides me, who did the research before we watched the movie, expected that. Nope. <laughs> um, but for two, 
Surpri- surprise breakout star in this. <laughs> we were, I thought we were making value. I'm judgments. sorry, you're right. I just you I have keep strong, breaking your own rules. I keep breaking them. Thank you for keeping me on task. Um, <laughs> um, I do want to say before you move on that one of my biggest apprehensions in watching this when I found out that that Li, without Lee Shang, I thought, oh my gosh, I, I, I how am I going to like this movie without Lee Shang? So again, I'm not saying, I, I agree with Danica's assessment that I'm not saying that I liked either of the characters more. I, I still missed him. Well, I didn't, I was caught up in the movie. So they did a nice job and I, and I, I wasn't hung up on that. I, I kind of actually forgot about that in the course of the movie. So that was good because that was my one of my biggest apprehensions. And it is Commander Tongue, by the way. Mm. Sean Yu is no longer our villain. Instead, it is Bori Khan, who is the leader of the Roran. And he has a second in command sort of thing, who is... Uh, I don't sh- think that's she- quite it, but okay. Well, he has a... He has a partner in crime, let's say. Also overstating it. <laughs> he has a witch lady who works for him. She doesn't like the term witch lady. She's a warrior lady. Yes. She's Xi'an Long. And she does magic things and can turn into a falcon and ha- can have cool talons. Yeah. And she is basically a dark mirror version of Mulan. And they, the two of them are compared kind of throughout the movie in their, in their, yeah, a narrative foil. They're, they're, they're compared and contrasted throughout the movie. So yeah, we have a pair of villains instead of one. And we can talk about if one or either of them are better than the original one. Yeah. I look forward to your assessment of that. That was one of your biggest criticisms of, of Mulan, the original Mulan and definitely didn't feel like he ranked with, Good Disney villains. <laughs> yes, yes. Any other major differences that that aren't spoilers that I haven't brought up? I would I would just like to say that we have a new character, which is Mulan's younger sister, which in in one sense I feel like maybe takes the place of uh, little brother and other things. And the I, dog from the original, exactly, if you don't remember, which, instead of little <laughs> that brother, terrible. But I'm instead saying, of little brother, it's a little sister. And I actually enjoyed the little sister. So what I'm saying is, I I didn't miss any of the animal sidekicks, and I did enjoy the horse is still there. I don't know if it's ever name drop, but I don't think so. They yeah. they may they put effort into making the horse look fairly similar coloration wise. So yeah. But I did enjoy the little sister. Yeah. And I love that their dynamic and and their scenes together. Yes, yes. Let's start talking about how it compares. Now we can get into some value judgments. All right, let's do Um, it. And let's first talk about casting choices and particularly for the characters who were originally in it. What do we think about the people who are playing them now? How were their characters? Did they just kind of go for the same sort of thing as the original? Did they do it differently? Did they do it worse? What do you think? Uh, I'll start with the more easy to compare. The crew, uh, Mulan's friends. Yao, Ling, and Qian Po. Yes. Uh, I generally like them. Qian Po's completely different now, though. Okay. He does, he's he just doesn't, big. <laughs> he's big, but he's also like kind of a jerk and doesn't seem that different than Yao. I'm not saying I disliked him, but he's got that kind of gruff, yes. same thing as Yao. Yes, he's They gruff, don't feel bigger. that different. <laughs> so, yeah, I would say I would agree. They're, he's different. Uh, Yao feels pretty much the same. Ling is not as 
on screen, it feels like. He seems like the least prominent of the three. Yes. Uh, so. Which is really like four or five because it's them, but also Cricket is part of the crew now. And also Hong Hui is frequently with the group. Yes. Cricket, now you can say breakout star. Breakout star. Cricket (laughs) is wonderful. Yes. Um, Now, this might sound like a personal attack, but... Cricky was the worst character in the original Mulan by virtue of detracting from some of the most emotional scenes and being functionally useless in every way. Cricket in this movie was one of my favorites, and I haven't decided yet, we'll decide at the end, but I haven't decided if he's my favorite, but he's one of my favorites. He's good. He's yes. great. Yes, yes. Oh my god. Which gosh. I need to give some, what's what's his actor's name? Because I need to give him some props. Jun Yu. Great job. You did so great, man. Uh, You were so engaging. (laughs) Yes, brought so much heart. And I also really enjoyed Hong Lee. Yes. Yeah, I really, I really liked that. Who is our main Shang replacement. Right. I liked him too. Yeah. His looks were very good. Yes. And I don't know if now is the time to bring, bring it up, but they had a similar scene where because she doesn't want to be revealed as a woman, she doesn't take a bath and she volunteers for night duty. So eventually her whole crew is like, you stink. And so at one point she goes at night and she is taking a bath. And then sure enough, you hear someone's voice and it is Hon Wee. And I'm thinking, oh gosh, how are they going to do the scene? There's no rocks. Is the whole crew going to come in here? But it was so well done because it played into their rivalry. She kept her back to him, and, and it was just very well done. She doesn't reveal herself. He ends up, you know, they kind of have the standoff where, you know, he's like, can we be friends? And she's like, I'm not your friend. And then and he you're is, like, no, be I know, friends. I know, but he's kind of like, okay, then you, you don't have to be my friend, but can you make, sh- you know, have the back of, of everyone here? And it was even neat. Like, you can keep your back on me. Just don't turn your back on our crew, you know, when we're in battle. And then he walks off. So it was just so well done. I was like, how are they going to do that? Oh, no, the bath scene. He wades off. He's in the water. Yes, yes, So, yeah, it worked. It worked. And then she just kind of sinks down in afterwards in relief. But, yeah, it was was well done. No, I thought that was a good scene. Yeah. Um, I do think... That Mulan's guy voice is much less convincing than Ming Na Wen's oh, was for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's my major criticism of the the portrayal of Mulan in this movie is is that Liu Ife didn't have nearly as good a guy voice as Ming Na Wen. Yeah, I would I would agree. It d- didn't. Well, it was interesting because again they didn't have she didn't cut off her hair and she didn't you know, keep something or a helmet on the whole time. Because, of course, in the original Mulan, that was part of the reveal is they took off her helmet and somehow you're just, and took down her hair and supposedly you're just going to know that that's a woman. But they did so they didn't have that cliche. So I was wondering, well, then why do they, what distinguishes her and makes her male? I don't know. Uh, but her voice wasn't, wasn't deep, so. Yeah. I was just thinking about other characters and we can we can also start talking about story and stuff too along oh, with characters. Okay. Yeah, story characters, let's all of it. Okay. It starts with the dad uh, narrating. Not sure about the narration overall. I I didn't really like it. I was okay with it at the very beginning, but it kind of kept coming back sometimes and each time it came back I feel like I liked it less and it more felt like the scene probably would have been better 
with like no dialogue and just having it play out how it did without that over it. Yeah. But the dad Not that the vocal performance is bad, just the As a as a narrative didn't device. need the narration. Yeah. Except maybe the beginning I could see it being okay. Yeah. The dad story wise I think some of the dad stuff didn't have as much weight with it as the animated one did. But some stuff was sadder when he was telling her that she had to basically put put her her energy away and ba- like literally telling her to be like hush your voice and like be less than it felt like they really especially in the beginning were really pushing the women can't do this only men thing yeah which was like present in the original but not really like stated yeah to the extent that it was in this, um, they, they really pushed that angle. And I feel like, I don't know. I, I don't know if they needed to push it as hard as they did. Because it is just an inherent aspect of the movie. Because you know that women aren't supposed to be able to join the military. But she does. And so you've already like got that. Mm-hmm. But it was talked about a lot. It was and, more and, on the nose. And to some degree, it's also because of the chief thing that they introduce in... They introduce it as a thing that only guys are supposed to use. Yeah. Because obviously ladies can have it since we end up meeting two of them who have it. Yeah. Yeah. She is for warriors, not daughters. Yeah. Uh, With, you know, the unsaid but obvious thing, daughters aren't warriors. Oh, and the quote, what man would want to marry a daughter that flip flops on roofs chasing chickens? And I'm like, a cool one, I would think. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So like, quote, time to hide your gift. Yes. And then, like, silence it. It's like, okay, this is, this is very on the nose. Yeah, it is. It is on the nose, definitely. And my take on, I still, the dynamics were still there between she and her father and she and her family. But it was, for me, it was a slower, it was a slow burn. I think that I got more attached to the father and even the strength of their relationship as the movie, especially the ending scene. And at the end of the movie, as opposed to the beginning, and I th- and I think that because the character in the r- original Mulan, not only was it such great animation, but that the use of silence and just so much of emotion being on his face, I think is what really made me have respect as well as compassion for the father and there was so much kind of unspoken love respect mutual between them that was conveyed in the animated version and that wasn't conveyed as strongly to me at the beginning even though it feels like it was talked about much more yeah I I think you're I think you're on to something with a lot of things were not necessarily directly stated or were more understated and more looks and stuff like that in the original and compared to this. I will say there was one scene where I got some good face acting from um, the the father. Sima. Sima. Whenever uh, Mulan was trying to get the chicken into the coop. Uh, and, she, you know, she did all her shenanigans and safely gets back down. Uh, he looks proud. But then everybody else is like, you know, disgusted or whatever. And then he looks sad. And like that, that I think was one really powerful moment for me. Or like seeing that I'm like, okay, like this, this is what I want to see. You don't need to keep saying it all. Yeah. This, 
this mm. does the job. Let's move away a little bit from Mulan for a moment to to talk about the introduction of our of our villains. In the original movie, we actually start the movie meeting the bad guys. Um, but in this one, that's not how we start. We meet them a little bit later, um, but we catch up to them by meeting... There's a guy walking in a desert, and then Xianlong appears before him as almost like a mirage and then we like have this interesting shot of like their shadows and she like her shadow like steps into his and so then she like controls him and basically uses him to infiltrate a city and to help take the guards unawares as um the rest of the crew attacks from the outside we see Bori Khan riding on his horse and he takes off his thing and his hair is in the wind and he catches an arrow that was shot at him, um, which was rad. And they like run up the walls. It, it's a very interesting and impressive introduction visually. It's yeah. Lots of fun things happening there. Yeah. And I would just say this, you know, Sean Hugh, you know, just like in what have we talked about uh, some other of the, of the Disney or the animated, they just look so villainous. You're like, okay, like leave nothing to the imagination or you are going to know the second you see this character, they're a villain. So, uh, Bori Khan, he was just a cool looking villain. And, and I guess in one sense, the symbolism, because they're all in black and black leather or whatever, but he still looked really cool. And then he those seemed scenes, to be having a fun time. Yeah, too. I really like that. And like Who's you said, the with the hair, Brendan Scott Lee. Jason Scott, Jason Scott Lee. He seemed to be having a fun time. And I, my feelings on Bori Khan versus Sean Yu is definitely that Bori Khan was the better villain. Yes. Uh, Sean Yu was boring and had like these brief glimpses of where he could kind of be a fun guy that was never really reached. But Bori Khan, I felt like he was, he was like kind of just having a good time most of the time, even though he also had that rage behind him. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's, I don't think he was like an amazing villain, but he was a step up from Sean Yu. Yeah, more obvious motivation. Yeah, uh-huh. which, speaking of motivation, I liked how the two main villains just like talked in a tent and laid out like backstories and motivations for us like right at the outset like oh thanks now i fully understand <laughs> both of you thank you so much yeah it's very helpful for me as an audience member it was a little bit clunky not gonna lie um but you do it is helpful to have that in terms of understanding our villains and especially understanding the the ways in which Xian long is is supposed to be a, a foil reflection sort of thing to Mulan. Yeah, and and her motivation. Yes. It's it very clear. Right, right yeah. because, yeah, she's been, of course, outcasted by society. I feel I feel like the Roran were overall less generically evil presented than the, than the Huns in the original. Um, they're still pretty just evil, but we do have, like, this scene where we kind of establish a little bit later in the movie that, that some of them... Like, they're not just in it for, like, gold and for power, but, like, some of them specifically want revenge for land that they feel was stolen and for murdered family and stuff like that, which is a more compelling motivation than than just we want to rule or we want gold or 
just cause. Yeah, you built a wall, we're gonna break it down. Right, which I, I still persist that that could be fun if you played it right, but it wasn't played right in the original Mulan. Uh, so, so yeah, I overall felt like they were better here and not sympathetic, but more understandable, at least. Yeah, and they make them, of course, to me, most... The, the biggest reason they weren't sympathetic then for me is because they leave no survivors. They just literally annihilate any anyone or any garrison that they take over. So, they still have them ride all black horses, though, so the, you know the horses are also evil. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. I liked um, the little scene where Mulan and her sister are kind of joking and she's talking about like their faces and that she makes. And so like, here, here's this emotion and here's this one. And it's like the same face every time. Yeah. That was cute. That was well done. I liked that. The matchmaker scene isn't even Mulan's fault. I I was so indignant for her. I know. I know. Because her, her little sister's deathly afraid of spiders. Which fair girl. And this huge spider gets on the table and, and Mulan covers it up with the teapots that she moves off where it was supposed to be. And then the matchmaker makes her, you know, has to put the teapot back. And so she's like, I mean, I get that it's not proper to speak out, but you already like moved the teacup. Can, can you just say, sorry, there's a terrifying spider. And like, obviously that's going to upset the matchmaker, but less than what happens. (laughs) Yes. But that's not what happens. And it ends up being a whole disaster because the spider like jumps at the matchmaker and stuff gets knocked into the air. And yes, I wrote that it wasn't as satisfying. No, that whole scene certainly wasn't nearly as satisfying as the original, but I also didn't really like the original scene, if you'll recall. So... Well, and overall, because because of the dialogue, what made it better for me was just the whole interactions and the dialogue and the setup with her little sister. So in that sense, I liked it overall, you know, better. So, yeah. How did we feel about the Mulan running away scene? It was very fast. It was. I know. It wasn't as emotionally I, yeah, impactful. I know. Same, same with me. Because, too, I think... I think that could have been remedied if Put she was synthesizer gonna... music in there. <laughs> <laughs> if she wasn't going to cut her hair, which is fine. I mean, you know, if that wasn't necessary, but I think it would have I would have been more emotionally invested if I saw her slowly take each thing or put on each piece of armor or something. Yeah, it, it was, was it just felt quick. Yeah, it was just done and Which a lot you... of the stuff before that felt kind of slow, so like the weird kind of juxtaposition. Uh, it was, yeah, everything by the, you see her in the armor and then she goes and you're like, oh, okay. And then the family discovers the things that she did. And I felt like there was a lot more talking. Yeah, it it wasn't as impactful. Yeah, I, I wouldn't necessarily say it was bad or bad filmmaking, but comparatively, it definitely felt much weaker. Interestingly, at the beginning, there was an interaction with she and her father where he was getting out the armor where he was sharpening his sword. And so Mulan came down and, and that got me. She sat on the stairs and she, you know, and it's, you know, she's slowly crying quietly, but then, so I'm thinking, is she just going to stay hidden? Her father doesn't know she's there. Like in the original Mulan where she's watching her parents from a distance, but no, she ends up having this dialogue and interaction with her father as he's sharpening his sword. And they have a really, they have a neat moment. So, I don't know, then especially having that moment with him and then he said, well, we need to go to bed. Then for it to just jump to her being in the armor riding off, yeah, it was just too quick. 
I don't know if you guys have anything between that and, and this thing I'm about to say, but when she's sleeping at night and that one guy who keeps like rolling over and wanting to snuggle and it first went like to snuggle with her and she like pushes him off and then he goes and snuggles another guy who I think was cricket, yeah, but it was I wasn't, cricket. As, it was cricket. I wasn't as good at identifying him then, but yeah, I think it was cricket, it was cricket. and he snuggled him and like cr- cricket was still asleep, but he seemed to love it. And I was like, Oh, they're so cute. <laughs> Cricket was adorable, yes. I think Cricket is a snuggly person. I, th- I mean, <laughs> I I truly think Cricket was more of a character, more of an enjoyable character and even identifiable as, like, his personality and things that he does in the movie than our, our, our three guys. In the yeah. original movie? Yeah. Yeah, I do too. And, and I just got me around the fire before they're about to go into battle. And one of them is saying, so their little unit, their group is, is around the fire saying that, well, we're, we're not probably all going to survive. And he just just said, don't say that. I mean, it just broke my heart. The like, way oh, cricket. I know, because, I, and too, without even having to say a lot of dialogue, I mean, you, you, I got the sense that cricket is so close to his family and that he, that just is unbearable thought that he wouldn't return to his family. The fight scene between... Mulan and Hong Hui was just like all flirtation just like they're fighting and it's like a fun little fight scene but also they're both so into each other and I just Li Shang is a bi icon and I I think Hong Hui is is doing what he can to live up to that I think that he (laughs) is also definitely bi and and that's rad yeah (laughs) um yeah that was a just so well done I'll tell you what I was it was just exciting to watch. I I didn't know how, I don't know, all the physical skills and prowess and, and martial arts was going to come to be, but I was not, I was just mesmerized. It was really well done. And I think we watched some trailers afterwards at the, the director from Australia. I think she did an incredible job. Nikki Cara. Yeah. She's from New Zealand. Oh, New Zealand. Okay. Uh, just amazing. Yeah. She did a good job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the the scene around we were talking about, they, it was kind of the make a man montage. The closest uh, you get to it, certainly. Yeah, yeah, no, like, me, not a musical, but but you know, serving the function is that. Uh, and and in you know that video that you you mentioned, uh, the director talks about that is supposed to show her not only training with the regiment, but also training at night. To, to show, you know, she's working harder or whatever. And I guess I didn't quite put that together, but I did like the scene where she was training at night. It was visually, it was really pretty. Her against, like, one lantern and, like, one blossom tree. Uh, I think that was, like, a visually, one of the many visually striking scenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, we, we can still talk about some plot stuff, but since you've kind of brought us and segued into it um the the filmmaking i think was was definitely had a lot of really gorgeous shots and framing and stuff like that the imperial city looked gorgeous the hot springs area that's later in the movie was was beautifully shot a lot of the plains and the mountains and stuff um i like even like the that little shot with um the makeup tray and the little yeah. jars of the makeup things appearing and they just kept like popping up but you didn't like see hands placing them it was edited so that they popped up basically it was cute and like served to emphasize like just the amount of makeup you know yeah yeah like, i guess you call that kind of playful in a way yeah uh, playful filmmaking there yeah no 
filmmaking wise, she did a, a number of really dynamic shots of like, there's lots of wall running. And so the camera will twist to uh, show that their wall running is like looking like the ground and then it'll twist back whenever they get into something that is more parallel with the ground. You didn't seem sure about it at first. It was uh, some places it was utilized it was utilized better, some less so. But but it was dynamic and and yeah, that the makeup scene I thought was I wasn't sure. I think overall it was more playful than what I'm used to. But I, I like to see some of that personality with yeah, how stuff shot. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Like it's personality. It it was it was interesting. And, and yeah, just visually something different. Yeah, I think I think some people kind of tend towards not wanting to feel the director's presence and some people tend the other way and, and a lot of people just don't think about it. But I, I mean, I generally don't care too much either way, but, but I, I enjoyed some of the little ways in which I actually felt the director's presence of was like, yeah, just fun. Yeah, I think the cinematography, the costuming, the the scenes were just spectacular. We talked about one of the things we really enjoyed about the Cinderella remake. It was just visual eye candy. It was gorgeous. The buildings, the costumes, it was just actually beautiful to look at. And there were so many parts of this, even though some parts of the landscape, whatever, not that those were beautiful, but everything from the uh, our commander's... Um, Armor? All of his armor and, and the, yeah, and as well as the emperor and the emperor, mm. you know, the uh, emperor city. He definitely felt majestic. <laughs> the, imperial city. The, imperial the imperial city. Thank you. The imperial city. Just gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous, gorgeous. So, yeah, I was definitely, I was very impressed. Yeah. Great, great set design. Great shot composition. I don't know, I'm not a film student, but... <laughs> we haven't talked about the Emperor. I don't know if you want to talk about that right now. You want to talk about the Emperor, babe? Let's talk about the Emperor. Okay. I'm ready to talk about the Emperor. So the Emperor <laughs> um, of China is played by Jet Li. Yes. I read in one of the two reviews I read before watching this um, that his voice was dubbed. I can't actually find this confirmed anywhere, but watching the movie... Yeah, like his voice seems dubbed, yep. but I'm not sure if it's a different actor doing the voice or if it's just him doing a, a different take than what he was live act, what he was live performing. I'm not sure, but it there was a disconnect mm-hmm. and it felt weird it and I, I, it bothered me some, but I think it bothered my wife a lot more. <laughs> it was just felt obvious every time his face didn't seem to match the, the like gruffness of his voice. I, I mean, I'm just curious what the original would have been. I, yeah. I can't imagine. Like, it was it, be- was it not recorded? What well? was he hard to hear? But like in every scene he was in? Like, I yeah. I, I'm like, did he ha- give just a different vocal performance before and they wanted it to be something different because what he was kind of, or what whoever voiced, but I assume him seemed to be going for was sounding a little bit more like in the, like the original, like they seemed to be sort of that seemed, I'm not saying I'm not casting a judgment as to if they succeeded, but that's what it felt like to me was that the voice was trying to be a little more like he sounded in the original. I'm not sure. I, I, yeah, I didn't connect it to sounding like, like somebody Rather than just needing wanting to maybe be like kind of more gruff and commanding as the emperor or something, 
but it it just felt disconnected from what was physically happening in front of me. So it it just threw me off every time. Yeah, it was it was an odd choice. Uh, but like I I wish it would I just would have heard the original because I was fine. Like I was excited to have Jet Li play. Yeah, the why Emperor. wouldn't you be excited to have Jet Li in there? Yeah, he looked great. Like what he I mean, he did more stuff in spoiler section. But, sure. Uh, yeah, like I. He does stuff that you would expect Jet Li. Like if you, if you cast Jet Li in your movie, you expect certain things. Yeah, but yeah, like I I was excited, uh, or I was like, cool, this guy. But then the voice always always threw me off whenever he spoke. Also, if you cast Donnie Yen in your movie, you expect certain things, and Commander Tung definitely delivered with that too. That definitely. Donnie Yen showed off some of his proficiency. It was amazing. The, the sword work, the martial art work was just well done and amazing to watch. Uh, even later in the film after... So, so we have, instead of having a confrontation on the mountains, we basically like hear that the Huns are going to attack while they're at a camp. And then they're like, we're going to meet them head on. Because they won't expect that, basically. Not, not Huns. <laughs> I'm, you know, you're right. The Roran. Um, the Roran are going to attack. Um, and so they fight on a field with a few hills kind of thing. And that plays out for a while. But then fairly early on, the the leader the at the front of the Roran forces, Bori Khan and his group kind of peel off and go the opposite direction. And so a contingent from Mulan, the fight side that Mulan's on, that includes her on horseback, go after them. Mm-hmm. Most of them die, but Mulan makes the decision to keep going after them. She doesn't end up finding them, but does end up in the hot spring area. And there she has a confrontation with uh, Shan Xiang. Long. Yeah, and that is basically where we have their first real interaction and like kind of the thematic theses of of their differences and stuff. Yes. And her cool talon claws. That was the only awkward scene to me. Just their close proximity and that whole exchange. I didn't quite understand it. I don't think that at that point, Xianlong knew that Mulan was a woman, but... Because she's sensitive to the chi stuff, she could sense that she wasn't as attuned, like Mulan wasn't as attuned to the chi as she should be because she was lying, which is, makes her more disconnected. It's a little, it's a little magic garbledy gooky, but like she senses something's off and so accuses Mulan of being dishonest. I think she just senses some amount of kinship, which is why she's like not as immediately murdery. As she usually is, but she does still try to murder Mulan. <laughs> so yeah, 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 and that is the thing that convinces Mulan to be true to herself. True to her heart, you could say. I suppose no. Well, no, true because it does. I do feel like the movie does a good job of every time the issue they repeat the core tenets. Of the, you know the army and the and and the troops, which is you know which is what are the three brave, loyal, true. Every time true comes up, I feel like they did a good job of showing Mulan conflicted because the fact that she's you know obviously what she's suppressing, then she is feeling like she is not true and she is not 
deserving of, you know. Which I'm not sure how I'm supposed to feel about this because it's like the reason she's lying isn't like she wants to hide herself, but because the system that she's working in won't let her do what she's doing if she's showing who she actually is. Like it's, it's a systemic issue, not like a personal issue. So I'm not really sure how to feel about that theming. Yeah. But one interesting thing is then when she, when she is confronted with uh, Xiao Nong. Oh, sure. And, and, and she is saying, who are you? And she says, you know, she keeps saying her name, you know, Fa Jun. And she's like, that's where to me, she almost then got got that conviction of like, I am telling the truth. I am Xian uh, June. And uh, she kind of stuck to that. Like, this is Hua, who I am. Hua June. Hua June. Yeah. And, and so that was kind of neat because to me, she almost, you know, kind of like this. Sure. Is who but I the am. themes of the movie immediately suggest exactly. that that is the wrong course it, of action. Yeah, right. Right. Because then she gets like hit with a, what is that? Some sort of throwing weapon that's shaped like a talon. It's cool. It's rad, but it pierces her into her chest. Like but because she has the binding stuff on, yeah. it doesn't actually pierce through to her, but it does knock her out because she flies through the air and hits a thing and gets knocked out. And then we get some uh, narration that tells us what the audience, what we could clearly see. On yeah, the we didn't, didn't <laughs> need that. We didn't need that, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so this is the thing that convinces her to... Shed her armor, take down her hair. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I mean, the armor, I figure to keep her safe. I know, but I no, know. No. <laughs> I, I understand taking off the top because her fighting style lends more towards, like, movement and agility. So I can I can go with that. But the taking the hair down was purely aesthetic. You yeah. did, it just gets in her face, and it does as exactly. she's fighting. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I agree. I think an easy fix would have been to have a ponytail or something. Yeah. They have to have her hair all the way down. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's silly. We're just about out of stuff that isn't in the spoiler territory. So let's uh, talk about how's it hold up. And I need to, we can decide if there's anything else. Yeah, but like first, first, it's time to talk about the two big controversies, one of which isn't actually that big, and the other that is pretty big. So first... In February, film producer Jason T. Reed said that Mulan's love interest, Captain Li Shang, was dropped in response to the Me Too movement. In his statement, he explained that having a commanding officer that is also the sexual love interest was very uncomfortable and we didn't think it was appropriate. The reasoning behind the removal was met with social media backlash from fans of the original film and members of the LGBTQ community who deemed Shang's relationship with Mulan's male alter ego, Ping, to be bisexual. Reed was initially surprised by criticism of Shang's removal, probably because he's straight, <laughs> um, but acknowledged that the character had become an LGBTQ icon and clarified that Shang's role would be served by two new characters, Tung and Hong Wei, which, yeah, like th- that was that was a controversy pre the movie coming out, but I don't think there's much reason to still be upset about it. Was it a change that needed to happen? I'm not sure, but it did. And I think that's okay. Yeah. Like, I don't think that, yeah, I, I think that you still have a, a, a bi icon in this movie <laughs> and, and you still have a, a the character falling in love with Mulan as the movie goes on be- as they get to know her. Like, it's, it, that yeah. aspect's still here. Yeah, and I also honestly don't know how then they would have done the uh, bath scene because it would not have been 
appropriate for her commanding officer to, sure. to hang out with, with, you know, men in his sure, troops sure. as they're bathing or whatever. And so you wouldn't have had that powerful scene between the two of them. Sure. So. Well, I, I liked that by splitting them, you've added a more of a someone to look up to or someone to, you know, try to impress or kind of push you to be something more. Yes. And I, so I think splitting them did serve the story in uh, a positive way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's get into the actual real controversy that everyone expects me to talk about. A call to boycott the film began when Liu Yifei reshared an image posted by Chinese newspaper People's Daily. The image included a quote from Chinese reporter Fu Gaohao, who worked for the Global Times and was subsequently assaulted by protesters during the 2019 to 2020 Hong Kong protests. And it said, I support Hong Kong police. You can beat me now. What a shame for Hong Kong. This sparked international controversy with Liu being accused of supporting police brutality. Hashtag boycott Mulan has since started trending supporting a boycott of the movie. So basically there were protests. Um, maybe are. I'm not sure if they're still ongoing. I think they're still ongoing. I would, yes. I would be surprised if they weren't. Yes. There are protests that have been going on in Hong Kong against police brutality. I don't know a whole lot of the details, but that's... The gist. It's uh, sorry. No, there's anything wrong, but uh, it's basically a, a government is is enforcing rules and restrictions on Hong Kong that they previously have not. Yes. Had and so there are to protests as strictly and yes, uh, yes. There are protests against that, which the government responded to with police brutality. Uh, yes, and she basically made a statement that seemed to be and well, I mean is in support of the police rather than the protesters. So for that reason, a large number of people are boycotting the movie, not wanting to see it, which is totally fair. Totally fair. We needed to see it because of what this podcast is. Um, But I a hundred percent understand and support anyone who is refusing to see it for this reason. And that is, that is the big controversy here. Yeah. There, there's been comments about how, how she is not Mulan or like, yes. like her portraying Mulan is, is, you know, counter to yes. the, the, the story. So not my Mulan, I think. Did you say that already? Uh, it wasn't in the thing I, I quoted, but yes, I've seen yes, that. Not yes. my Mulan is another hashtag that has been used. And yeah, it's totally understandable. If- yes. I, and I, it's not, I don't even disagree. Um, I enjoyed this movie but I'm sure another actress who doesn't support police brutality could also have done a great job. But that's not what we got, so. Wow. I'm speechless, honestly. I, yeah, it's yeah. it's a lot. Um, yeah. yeah, our world is... Yeah. It's all, It's been a trash fire for a long time, but this year, whew. Um, just keeps coming. Just when you think it's... It, you're going to get a reprieve, you don't. Something new comes. Wow. Yeah, it's it's complicated, it's you know. complicated and messy and I don't I don't fault anyone for not seeing this or for seeing it because you know you you watch problematic things and this is going to probably do well regardless of any attempts at boycotting. Truly, um yeah. 
but I fully support the people who do want to boycott. I wasn't able to do that, but I went, hey, we only purchased it once and we all watched it on my account. So at least there wasn't multiple purchases going on here. Yeah, um, it's like hard to... You, there's arguments about like disconnecting pieces of media from stuff around it, but you truly can't. No, and I mean, the big thing is that we need to talk about it. Like this yeah. needs to be part of our conversation about this movie. We can't just be like yeah, this is a great movie and like ignore that aspect. It is an aspect and it will affect affect your enjoyment of the movie to whatever degree you feel is appropriate. Yeah, I, yeah, I think you're right. The discussion and knowing, you know, you may like this, but for instance, like if you enjoy a video game, but the... Uh, Ubisoft is a horrendous awful yeah, publisher. If the studio... supports abusers. Allows abusers to reign while in their, in their house, like... You should know that to know, like, if you don't want to support it because of that. Yeah, I like you. I like X Men First Class, but the guy who plays Magneto, who I don't remember the name of, and that's fine. He doesn't deserve it. Is an abuser. Like, unfortunately, these things exist in our media, and yeah, it's, well, in our it's world, not like yeah, no, this exactly. Is, this it's, is heartbreaking on so many levels to me. Yes, and as an educator, because a lot of what my recent thing is, I had a student ask me what my political affiliation was, and I said I, I can't tell you in the in the chat. I'm not allowed to do that, but I think I make it obvious that I, <laughs> I definitely you know support uh, equality and and respect for everyone. My current administration does not. No. Uh, anyway, but what's so heartbreaking to me on so many levels is when I think of, uh, and again, I don't remember what you said her name was, but our, the um, New Zealand director and all the hard work of Nikki all the Cara. people of this entire production and so much that they got right in respecting even the culture and, and consulting people. And then you have one, a, a very integral part of your cast. I mean, what what can you do in this world? You know, you wish you could just have a, I don't know, moral compass, maybe, or, or a decent human being compass for some people. But how, how can you? You can't screen. And, and, and the people sometimes, like you said, the disconnect or who they portray in a movie to find out that that's not who what they value as as a human being in their real life is just heart wrenching. Yeah. It's just heart wrenching to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. It sucks. And. The people who don't want to watch this movie are right to do it. If you watch the movie, you're not a terrible person, but you should acknowledge that she is on the wrong side of history. Um, anyone who is not against police brutality is on the wrong side of history. Anything else with not necessarily just this issue, but anything else that, that we feel didn't that doesn't hold up about it. Yeah, it just came out, but how does it hold up immediately? <laughs> right, but yeah. I mean, anything that was like felt... Uh, particularly bad I, I don't know I think I think I think I want to talk some about how one of our two villains is handled but that is more in the spoiler section sure well I would all I was going to say kind of along the lines of what it sounds like you will be discussing in the spoiler section so I won't give it away is that obviously the tropes of having a, a villain or a villainess uh, you know, a witch and, and just some of the verbiage that is to me cliche and demeaning I don't know, just kind of like Dragon Lady we talked about in one of them, or things like that. Just, you know, 
I don't know. The Dragon Lady thing had more to do with uh, the racism racism of that movie, but Mulan. Mulan 2. Don't watch it. Spoilers if you haven't seen that episode of ours. Don't watch Mulan 2. (laughs) Not recommended. Um, I feel confident saying this is a better movie than Mulan 2. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Again, it just, I don't know. I I wish sometimes they could go outside of the box when you are creating villains and villainesses. Sure. For uh, a movie where presenting a gender that maybe you're not or whatever, like, I think it wasn't as on the line as Mulan 1 got to sometimes, or the Mulan 1, the animated (laughs) Mulan. The (laughs) original. Yes. Uh, The original Disney Mulan. Yes, where it's like, like, your granddaughter had to be a cross-dresser, stuff like that. Yes. Not banding those things about for cheap comedy yes was nice yes um and and you know being really straightforward i think the though the closest thing is a spoiler line from cricket uh oh yeah that's my first note in the spoiler section (laughs) (laughs) um well and also sorry along those lines some of the discussions surrounding the matchmaker and with the little sister i feel like one of the things that I liked, it wasn't painted that matchmaking is terrible. Maybe it, it wasn't what Mulan wanted or really also the expectation that her mom set at the beginning of what a man would be looking for. What was nice is that her her sister, who seemed to have a matchmaker or match at the end, it's not like Mulan is like, oh, she was happy for her again. So I liked that it wasn't so... That's technically it's te- that's technically a spoiler, but also isn't really germane to how the rest right, of the movie right. plays out. So, so it's I fine. Just mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I so I, this definitely held up to me much better than some aspects of even things that were portrayed in in the original Mulan. Sure, yeah, and I didn't. I still haven't actually watched the Beauty and the Beast remake, but there wasn't like a scene like I know about is in that like where she's trying to teach a girl to read and has made this weird invention and some guy's like don't teach girls to read like there's nothing that feels <laughs> as obnoxious and on the nose attempt at feminism as that well, I'm not saying there aren't some things like you ta- discussed earlier in yes. this that are in that realm but nothing that is that egregious yeah. So I think that's it. Let's go on then to spoilers. We're not, again, if you are a regular listener, we're not going to have a uh, skip to. Um, if if you don't want to hear spoilers, just don't listen to the rest of this episode and come back after you've seen the movie. But we're going to start talking about spoilers here. Okay. Cricket goes, she's a girl. and He's this, a girl. Sorry, he's a girl. You're right. And I'm like, Cricket, problematic fave this was your mm, this is my one criticism cricket didn't need that line yeah didn't need why don't that you let ling say that or right? yeah, yeah i mean ling needs more anyways ling was like non-character for most ling of was almost non-existent i liked the the shot though where they're all you know in in the snow and the army's here and she's here and she was kneeling and then it's like the side shot and she like stands and turns and goes like the shot composition there felt really good. Yes. And we kind of skipped. I forgot that Mulan goes and has the uh, encounter with Jean Long, comes back, but you know, armor off. Yes. Uh, And she doesn't immediately... Kind of oh no no no! That's right. Because, She's fighting because there is the the avalanche analog scene, which was 
weren't sure how they were going to do it. Yeah. Uh, but they but, did invent But it did we, involve an, av- an avalanche. Yeah, yes. we thought initially it wasn't because the original confrontation was not... It didn't look yeah, like it. It didn't look like it was They had be. They, like, zoomed out, and then it's like, oh, there's mountains back there. Well, okay. you could see some, but the only ones that I noticed seemed far off. I didn't yeah. know that there was a closer one. Exactly. Yeah, and so you it have... It was this, behind where the Huns are. Yeah, it was, like, trebuchet situation. I'm sorry I keep doing it where the Roran are. Roran. I wouldn't be surprised if Huns is, like, not a good term to use anyway. So my apologies. The original used it a lot. Roran. Uh, but yes, you have a trebuchet. You have them shooting them at oh. at the the army when they're yes, all, like... it was so... That was heartbreaking. Scary. The was one, heartbreaking. one in particular just got fully decimated, and then yes. another one got, like, at least half decimated. Yes, yes. yes. So, that so was sad. That, like, that, those were cool visual things. Uh, and then, yes, she, with her smarts, I think that's, like, one of the main things of, it's like... It's great. She's, yeah, she scoops up a bunch of helmets, and she hides in the rocks, and she then gets them to turn the trebuchet um, at, at her by the mountain. It's like, guys, you can see all the snow. You gotta think ahead, guys. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. but they didn't. They did not. Yeah. Um, so, yes, yeah, she caused the avalanche, and so that was a cool nod to the previous one, but, like... It, it flows with the movie. Like, there's yes. no... We also... And her, uh, Hong, Hong Hui gets, like, swept away in some of it after saving Cricket, but she helps get him out of the thing. But then I... everyone's like, where's Mulan? Because... Well, hang on, hang on. What I was going to say is you didn't have a problematic... I wondered how that oh. was going to be handled. <laughs> hang on, Mulan is, is, is riding... Vaughn, if in... you're listening. Yes, yes. Mulan is riding on her horse, and she is... She she bends down, and she's able to pull up uh, Hong Hui... But there's no horse scene there's where no they're lifted on her by <laughs> one piece of rope. It was yes. great. And then I also loved it because she saves him. He's passed out, but she gets him to safety. She gets off and she leaves, I think, her horse with him. I thought she left her horse with him. Mm, but she, she gets him remember. to safety and then she goes off and she leaves. And she, she still has not revealed herself to anyone. And so everyone's he, like, where's Mulan? Yeah, because he comes too. And then, and, yeah. Or, I'm sorry, they're not like, where's Mulan? They're like, yeah, where's they're, June? Yeah. Um, and, and then she, she comes up and admits that her name is Mulan. Yes. And so this... Uh, Instead of being like dramatically revealed, she admits. Reveals herself. Yes. Yes. So, so I, I think... I liked that it wasn't as, like, tragic and, like, you know, really rough with her. Yes. Him throwing her down and revealing her hair as a, as instead of, you know, in a worse, worse an adult or more adult movie would be with, you know, showing her chest. None of that. No. But I guess the, the build up to her reasoning didn't feel as, it, I don't know, as impactful or, I, I don't know. I, I guess I didn't, even though I saw the whole thing about truth. And her fighting with that. I was okay with it. I think I would have been even more okay with it if they didn't feel like they had to take down her hair and and almost sexualize her at that point because that wasn't necessary. It's not sexualization so much as just... Yeah. We just need to... Feminize. She has this long, cool hair and it looks cool and it's blowing all over. Yeah. She's like... Yeah, I know. <laughs> just constantly in her face. Right. And she does have armor, but it's just a little bit around her waist. Almost like, almost just like extra flair if they had even, you know, so it wasn't restrictive yeah. at all. But, um, but, but yes, I think overall, I'm glad it wasn't like that tragic type yes. thing. Yes. You want to say something? I want to get to the scene after it. What? The, okay. Then Mulan and Xian Long have a conversation yeah, so she, instead of for deceit, she was 
expelled yes. or, or yes. discharged right. rather than death. Yes, but he's like, if you show your face again, then it'll be death. Yeah, so. because she actually, interestingly, yeah, she, she asked for death. And uh, we'll question why we're t- discussing this. My take is she said, I would rather you, you kill me. And I would take it because she felt like at this point, then I've disgraced my family and I can't go back to them and I would rather die. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Is that how y'all interpreted it? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so she was discharged disgracefully and she ended up on the top of a really cool looking, like, Good. slave situation. A place that was very nice for some shot composition. Yeah, This yeah. was, to me, this was the awkward scene that I actually meant when I said this later. Because then she has this scene uh, with Xiong Long. And that was just kind of awkward to me. Wow, you are so off base. The, <laughs> like the <it>? intense <laughs> lesbian energies coming but, off of this lady as she tries to convince Mulan that they're the same and that she should join her was. Mm, it was. Del- I ate it up. Well, yep. maybe that's no, sh- why I was. No, sh- let me have this for a moment. <laughs> let me have this for a moment. I just. Mm, 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 I ate it up. It was so good. <laughs> it was so silly. <laughs> it was. That scene was beautiful. As for why she's not attacking, because she sees a kindred spirit, Mom. Oh, yeah. She okay. sees a kindred spirit here of a lady who is also good with chi, and she would much rather have her come to her side and maybe kiss a little and like <laughs> that but she even without that aspect she she wants her to join her because she sees this kindred spirit okay. she she and respects no, I, her because she's not a man and she knows what they both have been through some of the same things by virtue of doing this thing that they're not supposed to do because of who they are no the only what i needed from that scene that i don't feel like that i got was a more definitive rejection of that on Mulan's part to where she like No, I'm fine with it. Mulan's like, I'd kind of like to, but no. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I just feel like they should have done some kind of fight or something or some kind of... No. I don't know. I'm fine they didn't fight. I just think, I guess overall... Mm, we're not there yet, but... We'll get there, but... But this, this contributed to me feeling just... Well, at this at this tragic. point, when that happens, I'm like, how is this then going to be resolved? Are they going to end up having to fight at the end? Is she going to actually turn? Um, yeah. Or is what seems the most likely she's going to turn at a critical moment that also kills her, which is what happens. Spoiler alert. <laughs> We're already in the spoilers. That is what happens. And it's disappointing because that is... The easiest way to handle this. And it's... She deserved yeah. She deserved better. She deserved to actually, like, come over to that side and, you know, have to, like, pay some for what she's done, but actually join the good... Like, she deserved a more delicately written ending to her arc yeah. than getting in the way of an arrow after we've already seen Mulan dodge 50 arrows on horseback Literally, already. Literally, yeah. Uh, I want to talk about this more, but I think since we're not done with the film yet, I will wait. Uh, well, we can, I mean, we can talk about it. We can go back and forth. It's our podcast. We can do what we want. All right. <laughs> I I don't, like, literally, what is the difference between Mulan and Jialong? Why Why does Mulan get to be a fighter for the, the Empire? The why only, did Jialong get kicked out? The only main difference I can see is that at this point, Long has been following a dude who kills a bunch of people. Right, but even and before And she's been then. helping with that. 
But we don't actually know if she comes from China, if she comes from where uh, Khan comes from. We don't know exactly which culture she came from and what exactly her situation was. It's vague enough that... She talks about being without a country. Yeah. I would assume, I would assume China. But, but I don't know if you can definitely assume it. Yeah, it's just very... I mean, the main difference yeah, that the movie, I think, wants you to think is that they made different choices in life. But it's like, ultimately, you've made her so sympathetic that, like, she deserves a little better than a, like, right at the end hero death. Especially since she turned well before that. Yeah. Because <laughs> she, like, she and Mulan talk in the Emperor's throne room. And that's the point at which she decides to change and flies off and leads Mulan to where the emperor is and then goes and like brags about it to, to Khan. Yeah. So like she had already made the choice to be on Mulan's side and yet we still had to have him fire an arrow at Mulan and somehow she doesn't see it coming at all. And so she has to turn him to a hawk and get in the way and die. And then she's holding her in her arms Mm -hmm. and I'm like... The AUs that I can see existing about this couple, <laughs> like the tragic, yeah, the tragedy, but then the AUs where they like get to live happily. Mm. You know what? Um, I also, and I, this might've been a, in hindsight would have been good even for how's it hold up. I think that definitely Xiaomang Long could have taken Borakan. Why didn't she... Why didn't she stand up to him earlier? Or why didn't she write then and there just often? Because I feel like, you know, they always have to make, if it's a female villain that they that does all kinds of things and can hold her own against a, a whole army of men or a whole platon, you know, platoon of men, but can't stand up or fight this one, one bad guy. I don't get it because... Let me submit to you a different version of this ending. Okay. In which she leads Mulan to him and then starts fighting him, but she like gets knocked out or like injured in such a way that she's taken out of the fight. So Mulan has to fight and finish it. And then they have like a tense standoff of like, are you for sure going to join me or not? Maybe there's like a little bit of fighting, but then she's like, no, I don't want to fight anymore. And then she gets taken away. And then maybe we see, like, that she's being rehabilitated somewhere. And she's fine <laughs> and she's happy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, no, I think she... Uh, yeah, I, I wish they didn't end her story like that. Yeah. Same. Uh, and, and just generally with the movie, the themes, it's like... It's not like she broke any of the themes. She was just unlucky enough to not have a support system around her to make her feel loved or whatever some wherever she was so she felt like her only recourse was to join this dude who's she obviously doesn't fully believe in but yes. thinks well, might have a chance of overthrowing this power structure that hates her yes. and creating a new one that doesn't hate her but but even in the middle like not even at the end of the movie is it a surprise that he doesn't like even yeah. by the middle he's like he talks about her as you know, something that he owns that is his versus she as an equal. That's why she's not his partner. She's not as equal. No. She is a tool for him. And the, that was her only choice because she was rejected early on. And he was the, he saw her power, but used her. And it just, that's why I don't like it as a mirror because it's not like these were her 
choices that she made without any other options. Yeah, and that's why the theming of like Mulan's being dishonest and she needs to turn away from that. I think what you're supposed to sort of think about that is then that she isn't being honest and that's why she's bad but that doesn't make sense either so it's like what it actually comes down to is that both of both of these women are in a society that hates them for being what they are exactly and yeah. and she had to die just again because she was unlucky and the dad was talking about like i should have made her smaller before but i indulged her and like that was just again luck on mulan's part yeah and, and if was, she didn't yeah, die, she could be in the sequel they're apparently already planning. <laughs> and it was heartbreaking. <sighs> the other kind of interesting symbolism that I was thinking of as you all were talking is when Xiaolong uh, Long was confronted at the emperor and thought that she was the emperor. She was dressed like an empress, you know, in... I was thinking initially that she was disguising herself as the emperor, but no, she was. She looked like a, an it empress. It was gold now. It was gold. And, and so I feel like she gave that up to lead Mulan. That was very powerful. And that also That's is what made it so, so tragic. But I caught that. I'm like, yeah. she's giving up all of this that she could have maybe had this empire that she was at least some part of. She deserved better. I know. Yeah. I, know. Yeah, I just not a fan of where it led her. I liked her. I was a fan of where it led her up until the point where he started firing an arrow and I knew exactly what was about to happen. Yeah. Like once he fired, it's like, I see where this is going and it's stupid. Yes. Yeah. And again, like you're saying to me, that's just an easy out. And, and it's also just so disappointing again. Yeah. You Let's also take a moment to mourn the sword that fell and melted. Oh, her dad's <laughs> All three sword. of us were like, no. I know. So Mulan's father's sword. The shot of the phoenix wings behind her was cheesy, but I liked it. Yeah, yeah there was some... In, in that fight scene, sometimes it was very obvious that she was being... Using a different lens, using some sort of effect that was feathering the edges it was it, but like, yeah it wasn't you, on you noticed else. that but it didn't really it was weird yeah i didn't really notice it i like the emperor's like i can catch arrows too yeah and then she, with the yeah. with the uh fabric like, yes. yeah gently yeah, that was awesome Being gently great yeah yeah and then mulan kicked an arrow into a uh, man and i love him. the kicking arrow what a scene. rad fit oh, like yeah. i like it was cool how she exploded a guy in the original, but it's also pretty cool how she kicks an arrow into a man to kill him. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And she, yeah, she also did a similar thing, kicking the arrows in her fight scene. Uh, with, yeah. Yeah. With, with Hanwe. And that was neat. How about that cricket death fake out? That was oh! rude. So rude. Oh, that was rude. I was so he just worried. Like, he just like, st- it's like showing him from the side and he's just like sitting there and he's not moving at all. And you're like, is he dead? And then he like breathes and he's fine. And you're yes. like, that was rude. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We thought we lost cricket. It was... And then Ming-Na win. Yes. At the end, Mulan has saved the emperor, saved the empire. And now in the court, she is introduced by esteemed guest Ming-Na Wen. Yes. Oh, that was so cool. <laughs> Who, if somehow you don't know, was the voice of Mulan in the original. Uh, and is also just great. Yes. 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 That was uh, awesome. I thought it was interesting that it, instead of bringing tokens to the family, she has to come in just without anything and like, please forgive me. Oh, And yes. then after it's like, nah, she's great. 
Like, yes. no, nothing to worry about. Yeah, then they come in with this, yeah, with this brigade from the emperor and present, and I love that. they The emperor presented her with a sword. There were three words on her father's sword, which again, were the, you say. Brave, loyal, true. Brave, loyal, true. And the sword was destroyed when she was, when she was saving the emperor. And then when the emperor asked her at the end, and she had saved, saved him, asked her to be part of his royal guard. She said, you know, I have to decline. Of course, everyone's all shocked, but because she needed to go back to her family. And he does make, says, loyalty to family is, you know, very honorable. But anyway, so when she's back with her family, I just love the gift. So, they, so you know, they come in and they present, uh, you know, of course, tell her in front of the father. He thinks they're going to try to take her away. And he's he stands up to defend Mulan. But anyway, that, the that emperor gives a gift, which is this incredible sword for Mulan that has not only brave, loyal, true, but then on the other side is the writing loyalty to family. And that, that was, it was, it was a gorgeous sword. Like, yeah, it was. And so, Jane. yeah, it was, it that was, was really, really neat. Yeah, when the movie ended, you said that you liked the ending better than the original. I do you did. want to speak on that? I, well, I do. I like that. Okay. She ends up, there is definitely something between uh, she and um, Han Wei. But I like how they didn't overemphasize that. They just kind of like touch hands. She, you know, eventually kind of takes his hand or, or touches his hand. So I like how it doesn't insinuate that she's now going to, just give up everything. It, it, they left it open to interpretation. And she also, I like how her father, much more than it, to me in the original Mulan, says that I shouldn't have, well, one is that I see you. Just kind of that thing. Oh, yeah, there's got to be, I see you. You know, I recognize a warrior. You are a warrior. And I'm sorry, you know, like that I ever didn't value that or, or try had you suppress that. And, and to me, that was such a powerful scene, even more powerful to me than the original, the ending there. So I just like that it just, it may, it was, a, it was an epic hero journey and I don't feel like anything detracted from it. Like, okay, well now she's going to become the perfect bride or she's going to become, you know, there was none of that that muddled it up or that she's, you know, or that she's just going to bridge this, you know, unrealistic thing. You're not quite sure. But other than the fact that she is is now going to be valued and recognized for her chi and her strength and if she's going to be a warrior, whatever. I liked it. Before I forget, thinking about it, there was actually um, another character from the original that didn't make it into this one. Grandma. Yeah. How do, do, oh, how do yeah. we feel about the grandmother not being in here? Uh, I mean, Grandma was pretty much for comedy. I wouldn't say this movie was not, like, lacked comedy. It, it certainly has some. Yeah, like... The, I don't think it's just dour throughout. Yeah, but it definitely wasn't... It wasn't as funny. Yeah. But some of the comedy in the original one was lower... Low-hanging fruit? Yes, there yeah. you go. And I'm, I'm not one for this hubba-hubba and gotta have a guy and ooh, young... I, I don't know. I, I didn't find... I loved the grandma, Grandma's but I didn't miss it. I didn't miss it. Yeah, I didn't... I didn't miss it. I didn't miss it. You know, I gotta be honest. Yeah, that's fine. The, the man chasing type, and even uh, you know the cougarish. You know, uh, she was a woman who know. knew what she wanted. I know, wanted, but okay? I didn't miss it. I didn't miss it. I don't need to hear you slut shame grandma. <laughs> Stop! Don't say that. You gotta cut that. I don't. Not, I uh, not. Let's go on to. Uh, I yeah. I, I think uh, the grandma had more personality than the sister, though. The sister was very cute. Yes. And I liked. I liked the. I like, mean, did it have to be an either or situation? I'm just saying, like, you you move one family member. Sure. 
to the sister. Uh, she was she was cute and like it was nice for her to greet her sister at the like see her first. But but yeah, she didn't she didn't do she didn't do much. But she was adorable. Let's go on to favorites and least favorites. Okay. What was your least favorite scene in the movie? Least favorite scene. Hmm. It's going to be kind of hard because I really, really like this. Um, the scene where he pulled out an arrow to shoot at Mulan. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> what I just thought. Like, truly, when I saw him do that, I was like, oh, you suck. Yeah, my my heart just like sank. I'm like, well... I've been wondering how they're going to handle her, and now I know. Yeah. Um, second least favorite is the matchmaker scene again. Sure, that one was. I would just say my first, uh, or my least favorite was the matchmaker. Both both scenes. But especially, yeah. Even, sorry, the end, the matchmaker coming out in the end. She just bothered me. <laughs> I didn't like the matchmaker. Yeah, she was, like, so, like, <laughs> aghast that yeah. this was happening. Yeah. Yeah. I liked the building that they lived in. Yeah. And we haven't to, really talked about that, but I liked it. I meant, yes. to, I meant to bring that. It's because probably, it probably has a specific name. Like, I'm sure that it wasn't wholly created for this and that that exists in China, but well, it, was, it looks it was like cool. there was, that theirs wasn't the only one. There were, they were kind of several yeah. in, yeah. in a row in that yeah. valley. And so what we're talking about is the whole community was in this circular building structure. And to me, that made it more compelling and believable that anything that Mulan was doing that was, you know, out of the ordinary would bring shame to her family because they literally were living in this, in this joint community. Yeah. It was very interesting to me that the things that were private in the first film were very public in this film. Like in the first film at the end, she brings these tokens from the emperor and just a private, like, I want you to be proud I don't cry. <laughs> yeah. I want you to be proud, but here it's like very public. I have nothing for you. Please forgive me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That was so, yeah. As you can tell, it was very well done. It was a very dynamic, powerful, engaging, emotionally just heart-tugging end scene. And um, her father, again, humbling himself, sorry, to her and their interactions very well done. You guys are both crying. What was your favorite scene in the movie? <laughs> oh, okay. Um. Okay, since you guys clearly need a moment, for me, it's definitely uh, them talking up on up on the hill, Mulan and uh, Shang Long, because of the intense lesbian vibes that I got from it. Yeah, that's my favorite. And second favorite, almost any scene with Cricket in it besides the one scene that I called out not liking. Oh, how the tune has changed. <laughs> well, see, look, look, it's my second. So that's why I'd like, I can be loosey-goosey with it because I said I have a specific no, first I'm scene. I'm talking about, like, before. Least oh, no, scene. I know. Any scene with Cricket. Second favorite, second favorite scene in this film. Any scene with Cricket. <laughs> Cricket. Way better than Cricky. No, that's yeah, fair. Yeah. I, I'm going to say my favorite scene was that end scene because I so appreciated them not diluting her hero's journey. And I was, yeah. And it makes you cry. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot, a lot of visually stunning. <laughs> yeah, gorgeous things, but not necessarily. I think yours where it's like on that hill but then also impactful with I also the really liked the scene in the um in the so, the sulfur yeah uh, yeah space. it was just cool yeah 
lots of visually cool things. And it also had her in it, so. And so, like, you could pick, go for something visually, like, something emotionally good. A lot of those hit, but then the the scene around the fire was actually really funny. And, oh, and that was good. Heartfelt. Yeah, that was cute. Um, yeah. I think stuff with the dad, I think generally was more impactful in the original animated movie. Sorry, I'm thinking and talking very low. Yes, you are. Um, so it's just like going between like, oh, something that looks good, something that was emotionally good, and what sticks out. Uh, I'm gonna go with the making a man montage in art, specifically the one where she's training at night with that really pretty tree lantern, like that structure. That scene just like always looked good. Yeah, I'll go with that. Mm-hmm. And it's, a, it's an aesthetic choice. Who was your least favorite character in the movie? To me, Matchmaker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna. That's an easy choice for me. I I didn't like Matchmaker. Just gonna, that judgmental, you know, person. Just I'm gonna call like, out Ling because he was like a non-character. Yeah, and that's disappointing. Like, it's not like he was an amazingly well-rounded character in the first movie, but he was a character. And just, like, give Ling a little bit more. I don't know. I think that or the mom was more mean. She was. <laughs> I know, but, but mean in that, like, she was the one trying to keep and, and put and enforce the expectations on Mulan. So that made me sad for her. Yeah. So maybe that, the yeah. mob. And also the matchmaker sucks. So Yes. Yeah. Though uh I'm like a little more wishy washy on like picking I mean I do pick them, but then I'm like also this and this. Yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah, I guess she she wasn't as uh, mean in the original movie. No, no, she was just sweet. But she was yeah. She was she also was... even less of a character. Exactly. So Who was mom. your favorite character? Xiang Long. Uh, is, is obviously mine. Second favorite cricket for you? Second favorite is cricket. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, Third favorite, probably Huang Wei. I, mean, I think Huang Wei is up there because he was, you know, kind of rude in the beginning, but like very like loyal and wanted and was like, hey, you might not like me, but like. I, no, he was take a cool care dude. Of, take care of our, our friends. Yes. And he got saved, and there was that whole, like, oh, I I believe Mulan. Hashtag I believe Mulan scene. <laughs> I'll go with Hong Hui. Well, I would have said Mulan, but now, now what I know about the actress. But I guess I'm just going to have to separate and just look at the portrayal of Mulan. You can, yeah, you can actress. just give I'm a caveat. Just yeah. The, yeah, because, yeah, that would be my, my caveat. Because I really did, again, to me, it was just... A really well done hero's journey, and and I just fell in love with it. I really liked that character characterization of Mulan. This movie isn't a musical, but it does have three songs in the credits. Um, so just briefly, which uh, which one do you favorite out of "Loyal Brave True," the new Christina Aguilera song, "Reflection" twenty twenty version, the new version by Christina Aguilera, or "Reflection" the Mandarin version? Sung by a woman who supports police brutality. <laughs> <laughs> that was brutal. Um, I'm going to say loyal, brave, and true for me. 
Yeah, which one? Which one? Right, between Loyal, Brave, and True and Reflection. Yeah. Although, I do need to call out. I do need to <laughs> call you leave, out. Leave your wife alone. But you kept calling out Christina Aguilera's original rendition of Reflection. I just, it's, I just think it'd be interesting to just listen to them both next uh-huh. to each other. What do you feel like the difference is? I mean... You know, there's growth. Uh-huh. There's the, the in what in what the way wisdom of age. In, the in what one. way would you? The say? The first one was great. Don't get me wrong. But but it's like listening to maybe early Destiny's Child. Beyonce's always great, but there's a difference. You know? <laughs> Could you expand just a little? I'm just I'm not quite. <laughs> nope. <laughs> um, uh, which one? I'm not sure. They're they're both. They're yeah, both I mean good they're songs. both good. They're both good songs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. maybe reflection. I'll say. Sure. Did you say one? You didn't say one. Um. Oh, wait, I think you yeah. said loyal, brave, and true. Did you? No, no I didn't. I, I didn't say. Uh, reflection. Okay. I mean, I have emotional attachment to it previously, but loyal, brave, and true was good. Yes, it was. I just like the montage. I think is what made me fall in love with the song the most. So normally we have a section where we talk about what if Tim Curry played a character in this movie, but this is like an all Chinese Asian cast. Yeah. So, yes. so I think it's fine. So <laughs> he doesn't have to. He doesn't need to be in this movie. But I, I love you, Tim Curry. But though. yeah, just a little, just one. a little love shout you, out to you, Tim, Tim Curry's Curry. great. Yes, Tim yeah. Curry's great. You're amazing, <laughs> and it's fine. He's not in this movie. Yes. yes. Let's go on to our overall consensus and what we would rate this movie. Okay. Before we do, I okay. missed this. This movie was rated PG-13. We immediately you saw it, and you're like, "Is someone gonna say?" Bloop. <laughs> say the f word. And my guess was that Cricky would say. And he did not. Babe, you can't you say bloop, it. Bloop. You're gonna. Bloop you're gonna it. make me bloop it. Yes. Fine. And he did it. Yeah, I don't. I, no one said no it. No one did it. No. Yeah. Was PG thirteen? It was presumably just the violence. Yes. Yeah. Which wasn't. I didn't that feel violent. like PG thirteen violence. Yeah, they it, didn't show a lot. I mean, they insinuated that everyone was dead, and they showed everyone supposedly dead, but they didn't show oh, there a was lot of the what the other thing, the scene at the end on the uh, where they come across across the town. Oh, that's and destroyed. Yes, definitely not as impactful as yeah, the, after a girl worth fighting for. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. but they were trying to show there's like stacks of helmets and like a body here or there. It um, was shot pretty nice, but th- you definitely you if you don't have songs, you can't really match like the joyful exuberance of these guys just like riffing about the g- type of girls they like. Yeah, immediately cut off by the horror and devastation of war. <laughs> yeah, like that tonal shift was so impactful there that. It just didn't... And uh, honestly, I think I think it's better to not try to exactly replicate that than to sure. try to replicate it and fail. That's so I, I think it was fine. Yeah. That's fair. Um, okay. So but yes, overall consensus, what you would rate it. What would I rate this film? I think I'm going to go pretty high. Uh, let's see. I will say my overall consensus is I would absolutely, completely recommend it with the caveat that... Well, I certainly respect anyone taking a stance because of police brutality. I I feel like that all of the hard work with everyone else on this movie, it just grieves me to think that it's going to be undermined or undone by one actress's really bad choices. I think I'm going to have to match Mulan. I, I'm going to go 4.5. Part of me wants to go 4.75, but I don't... I love Mulan in so many ways. Do I want to go higher? Um, 
I think at this point I'm going to match Mulan. I'm going to say 4.5. Reason being, there are some things that I liked better in the original Mulan, but then there is so much that I liked in this one. And bottom line, I've said this multiple times in many of our broadcasts, to me, a compelling story, an engaging story, uh, characters that I'm going to really relate to and fall in love with and and relationships that are dynamic. And I feel like this movie delivered. It was gorgeous. Tons of eye candy. Cinematography was incredible. And I, again, the hero journey, I just loved it. I loved her hero journey in this even more than the original Mulan. So for that reason... I am going to at least give it a 4.5. I, I, I just need to get final final word you're saying is 4.5? Because yes. you suggested possibly 0. I 7. know. I was going to say 4.75. I'm still on the fence about that. But drama. for now... Yeah, 4.5. You can change before I start yeah. saying next time. But <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> 4.5. Okay. Uh, I I would recommend this, this film as just an enjoyable film, but, you know, agree that if you, you know... There are valid moral reasons for not. Yeah, and that's totally cool and understandable. And, like, I don't know why people get upset at other people for wanting to boycott things for this reason. Yeah. It's like, you you, you could do it if you want, but, like, a group of people are choosing not to and, like, organizing around this reason. Like, chill. Yeah. I don't know. So, yeah, if you, you know, feel like you, you're not going to see this movie for those reasons, fine. Go 100% for it. 100% agreed. Yeah. But, like, it's a generally, it was an enjoyable film. Ranking-wise, it's definitely hard with the remakes because there is just this other film that you're just going to want to directly compare it to. And, like, did it do this right? Did it hit this and right? As, like, I mean, in, in fairness, they always ask for that comparison because they reference it. Yeah. And even this isn't devoid of reference. I mean, there's a whole the character mus- named Cricket. There's a whole character named Cricket. The the music by Harry Gregson Williams, which he didn't really talk about, but that's fine. Musically references reflection and bring honor to us all. Um, there are vocal reference, like people say some of the lines from Girl with Fighting For. Yeah. Like, there are purposeful references. So in that way, it's inviting a comparison. Exactly. It wants to remind you of the original. Exactly. So it's 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 hard to just try to take it as a as a singular film or, you know, you're you're weighing between rating it just on its own or comparing it to the original. I don't think there was anything in this film that like actively wouldn't make sense without knowing the original, but it's also a little hard to put yourself in the mindset, but I don't yeah. I don't think that there was anything I don't think there was anything that, like, just really, if you hadn't seen the original, would mean absolutely nothing to you. Even, like, when they're saying the words to Girl With Fighting For, like, that still reads okay as just a dialogue. Yeah, and I, and what I'm kind of referencing or trying to to pull apart is, are certain very emotional scenes emotional in this film because of what is around it or is it emotional because i am remembering what the how emotional the animated scene was yeah so a couple of the the scenes like when she leaves and runs off is that emotional in how they structure it or am i pulling in some of the animated films and so is this film a bit weaker because it it isn't setting it up for itself Mm -hmm. uh so i think i will give it a 3.5 some knocking it down because I think some of it, it 
isn't properly supporting the emotions that it's trying to hit. And it feels like it's some of the feelings are coming from the previous film and also knocking down Zhang Long's story. A full arc was disappointing. Hashtag Xian Long deserved better. Yes. Like <laughs> that really putting her in there, inviting direct comparison and then feeling like that direct comparison isn't fully supported in that like one was lucky and the other wasn't truly it just feels like incidental the where their paths led and then, and then very sad at the ending so so i'm knocking it for that overall it was enjoyable some of it is also pacing like some parts fe- felt a bit long and then they just skipped past others again i think it's it's harder to be that that remake overall it was really enjoyable definitely one of the better remakes out of the few that we've seen so far visually gorgeous think, oh what did you i don't think you even rated the original Cinder, the cinderella remake because i don't think you were on that i don't think i did yeah. uh but that one was good because i also watched these films yes um so yeah i think i said 3.5 yes i'm gonna stick with 3.5 recommend it with that caveat it was good but uh suffers some of the weaknesses of a remake in that it invites the comparison to the original Part of what helps me figure out ratings in my head is is thinking some about what I've rated before. And like I kind of use the Aladdin movies a little bit, uh, particularly this, the two sequels, because I know I gave Return of Jafar a 3.5 and I gave uh, King of Thieves a 3. And I, I think I'm going to go ahead and just put this one right in the middle. Uh-huh. 3.25. There are... It was much more enjoyable than... I don't know if I want to say expected, but I was ready to be disappointed just because Dumbo, wow, that crushed me. I had a good time, but I think it's impossible for me to completely separate my feelings for it from my feelings for the original. And it's a movie that's literally designed in that way. Like this movie wasn't made for people who haven't seen Mulan. This movie is made for all the people who have seen Mulan. There's some issues with how Xiang Long is, is, represented um and some of the theming is kind of weird like there's there's enough issues also the main actress supports police brutality there's enough in things that i i don't want to give it too high a rating and i'm thinking about i would probably still rather watch return of jafar <laughs> than watch like not that i i could see myself watching this again but like if i if it's like one of these two i'm probably i'd probably watch return to far again has some good tunes um and doesn't have robin williams being used too much like king of thieves so 3.25 right in the middle there um i i would recommend it barring not seeing it for moral reasons which as valerie discussed totally understandable totally support you if you do not want to watch it for that reason you yeah. all you all swayed me in that Especially what resonated was what you said, Valerie, in hearing your discussion, I am going to knock it to 4.0 because it did, I think part of why I was so emotionally invested in some parts was because of the original Mulan and not having the songs and the use of silence. And even, for example, the, the war scene where you go from a jovial song to absolute silence and those visuals that I don't feel like it was as impactful overall. So I'm going to drop it to a 4.0. It's still up there. I mean, it's strong for me because, again, in some ways, I liked the overall hero arc 
and development of Mulan better in this. But again, I think if I hadn't seen the original Mulan, I wonder, would it would it even have been less impactful for me? I'm not sure. You're now but putting it on par, by the way, with your uh, score for the Cinderella remake. Oh, cool. So yeah, you're putting cool, them cool, cool, on par, cool, cool. which but I think anyways, is fair. So, yeah. so I would I would recommend, again, with the caveat that I absolutely 100% respect anyone boycotting this uh, for reasons, moral, uh, you know, for police brutality to not support that. But I would I would recommend it as, as a movie and as a story and really sad that uh, an actress is making that choice and is diminishing and taking away anything from this because I think it was uh, a wonderful, a wonderful creative effort. And I feel like it really did the original story of Mulan from what it sounds like, the legend of Mulan justice. Admittedly, none of us have read that. (laughs) Exactly. But it sounds like it was, it was more, more close to that. And it was just beautiful. Absolutely. Amazingly done with cinematography. Mm -hmm. And yeah. If uh, for for those of you who are wondering, we have now watched four Disney remakes, and definitely Dumbo is on the absolute bottom. Um, oh, sorry, it's a trash, Dumbo. it's a trash fire movie. Oh, but, sorry, except Dumbo. it's not even that; it's just really boring, and that is the worst sin of all. Yes. I learned when I watched that one taught me the valuable lesson that to be a boring movie is worse than to be a bad movie, <laughs> unless you're All Dogs Christmas Carol. That yes, is that was... just a bad bad movie. Yes, yes. Um, I then, didn't I agree. <laughs> no, yes. yeah. You're not then uh, Aladdin <laughs> was, you know, kind of those ones that just really ape the original, but it, it didn't change enough while also changing too much. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was not Just good. not a very good movie. No, no. Um, then then we averaging, because yours was a, the, the same as Cinderella, but mine was a little lower than my Cinderella. Then we have this one, which is like a pretty good, pretty competent one. Yeah. Has some issues. And then Cinderella, so far, is our favorite Disney remake. Solid movie. It's a solid movie. Yeah, I, gave I, it a, I gave it a 3.75. You gave it a 4. You didn't rate it because uh, you weren't on at that at that time. But yeah, like that, that was a solid, that was a fun film. And I just... I've noticed that the view count on our Cinderella remake episode is one of the lowest of any of the episodes, which is fine. But I just want, if you're listening, <laughs> yes, if you're it's, listening and you're curious, wonderful. you should check it out. It's yeah, a pretty nice little is. film. We and keep doing this. It's I just know. a nice little, it's just a nice it is. version cinemat- of Cinderella. Yeah. You Cinematography know? is great. It fills in a lot of story gaps. Just really well done. Yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah. But ne- we're talking about Mulan. <laughs> it's also a pretty good movie. Yes. <laughs> Next time, we are finally going to uh, learn some about how dragons fly or whatever. Whatever on the nose thing I said last time. Finally going to do that episode that we recorded a while ago, but it got shifted around because Mulan was coming out. So We've we already hope- done it. We've, yes. already recorded- <laughs> We've already recorded it. But we hope to see you there. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this one. Yeah, please please rate. Yes, rate please our comment us. on our podcast. Yes. Like, I say subscribe. Please give, us, is, give yeah. us a review on iTunes. Uh, just any, yes. all that stuff. Get the word out. Just have more people listen to us. We'd love just to be able to interact with y'all more. Reach out on yes. Twitter. Yeah. Yes, we love doing this and we hope that it brings you pleasure especially in this crazy pandemic but and also look we're just, gonna keep doing it no matter how yeah. <laughs> many people listen because it's fun to watch these movies and then talk about them mm-hmm. but um yeah we'd love more people to listen you know and if there's more if there's interesting other things that we could do that you'd like to hear let us know and we can change up the format some it's the it doesn't matter too much um yeah but anyways thank you thank for you. listening thank and you. until next time stay safe love y'all Bye-bye. bye bye
This has been How's It Hold Up with Danica Juarez and Jan James. You can find our podcast on Twitter at How's It Hold Up Pod. That's with each word capitalized and no apostrophe. Also, if you'd like to support us, we have a Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash user question mark U equals 279-0566. Every little bit helps, and even with a minimum pledge, you get access to things you won't hear in our main podcast feed. Check it out for more info. The two pieces of music used in this episode were created by Kevin McLeod. You can find both The Curtain Rises and Cool Cats at incomptech.com. That's I-N-C-O-M-P-E-T-E-C-H.com. Both songs were licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. More info on that can be found at http colon slash slash creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by slash 3.0. Thanks for listening.